Stacy, come quick. We have to go back. Back where? To the future. (laughs) (laughs) But I haven't been to the future. Yeah, but otherwise, if we don't pretend you have, then that whole thing doesn't make any sense. Now I have to watch that movie. You know that, right? Of course. I mean, it's a great series. It's like the perfect time travel series. Mm -hmm. I agree. This this show, this season didn't do it for me, time travel-wise. No, 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 no. They definitely subscribe to a different time travel philosophy. One that I do not agree with. One that's more in keeping with the comics. Well, good for them. Stan Lee, however, <laughs> is not Stephen Hawking. Neither is George Lucas. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he talked to a scientist before he did that. <laughs> it's too perfect. They were too careful for them not to have consulted someone. Yeah. You know who else they didn't consult? Hmm. It's the guys who made the movies. Well. I mean, they were never going to live up to the first time they they had to. It was never going to be as good enough for me. No, and this is this is like the end of, of when we talk about it later, if we bother to use the, the outline. Is S.H.I.E.L.D. connected to the outside world? Not anymore. Well, no, not now. Regardless of what their excuses are in interviews outside of the show, which I say don't count. Walking Dead, did you hear me? Um, No snap. Yeah. Without a snap or even a single mention of it. Um, especially considering some of the episodes were going on at the exact same time that the snap was supposed to be happening. Yeah. Um, then it, they had to have fucked up and went back to the wrong timeline. Yeah. And, and go ahead and, and say there's wiggle room. The snap could have happened after the season, but we peeked ahead and watched the first 15 minutes of the next episode, which I, jumps not even a, that, really. a year into the future. Yep. And they, Everybody's still there. Nobody gets snapped away. The annoying thing, the annoying thing is that taking on that challenge would have made a better show. Yep. Um, It would have shown their skill as writers. And it really was a very simple add-on. And since we already lost a character, all they had to do was tweak how we lost him. Unless they're planning on healing him and bringing him back later. Which, I mean, if they snapped Coulson, I would expect them to find um, Fitz and then for Fitz to be like, okay, well, now we have to figure out how to unsnap this. Yeah. Um, And maybe they only can pull him back. It's, I mean, sure. Why not? But all they really had to do was have, just as the plane is flying over them on the island, which we're assuming is Fiji, 
Tahiti. Tahiti, I mean, yeah. Because it was a magical place. Yeah. Well, I always accidentally say Fiji for some reason. I don't know why. Um, all they had to do was have him fade away right then as the plane was going over their heads. It would have been very visually stimulating. Yeah. And they would have been close by enough still for her to call them and be like, guys, yeah, what the fuck? They zoom down on May's hand. And oh. then the arm disappears. And then everybody would have known what that was. You would, oh, yeah. You don't need any explanation. No. Even if people hadn't gone to see the movie yet, they'd be like, what the hell was that? And then they'd see the movie. Yeah. And it would hit. Yeah. And then they'd get a double hit, movie and TV show at yeah. the same time. And have the option of being able to bring him back later. Yeah. It was, it's such a tiny thing. And now... Now they can do whatever they want and they never have to worry about what's going on. And also now if they do in the last season mention something that's going on in the rest of the world, they've fucked up. Yep. So if that's what they're going to do, they need to stick with it. I was disappointed because the whole back half of the season, I fully expected at some point, I kept seeing moments where they could have done it. Well, they're like, how horribly dramatic would it have been if at the wedding Fitz or Simmons just disappeared? Oh yeah. Oh. And they kept mentioning uh they kept mentioning Thanos yeah, and the events at least that were happening. Twice. And, yeah, three or four times we got mentions. Mm-hmm. Uh while there's another spaceship circling the earth causing problems. Mm-hmm. They just they didn't work together and it would have been so much better if they'd worked together well they didn't even need to work together they could have if i'd been the showrunner i would have run back and been like guys we need another 10 minutes that we need another just a little bit yeah fuck all they had to do was just get colson and and may to stand there yep fuck they probably could have done it um, with a voiceover and um, uh, uh, CGI. Yeah. Just like with, with what they already slate him out of there. Yep. And then have her have the screen go dark and have her hollering for for help. It could have it, it would have been so easy. It's disappointing. However, barring that, the rest of the season was fucking awesome. Yeah. The, I mean, I got a couple of complaints about how the their time travel logic went down because it makes no fucking sense to me that tobacco is starting to go through. Yeah. So we've got some big tractors. You know what else needs to go through? What? Is the music. Oh, we forgot the... We forgot the music. That was a long, cold open. It was. Okay. Oops. I'm Jay. I'm Stacy. And this is Marvel Movie Night. Okay, this week for Marvel Movie Night, maybe you've caught on. We watched season five of S.H.I.E.L.D. We got excited about talking. Uh, It ran from the 1st of December to the 18th of May. 
I did not look up comparisons because honestly, you were not watching anything else. This show was it. It was all that was on TV, period. What do you mean? No, I don't know. I just didn't bother to look it up. Well, I mean, for the TV shows, it doesn't really matter all that much. No. To me, it doesn't matter that much. I don't know. Other people maybe um, are interested in the minutia, but um, uh, especially nowadays, the way TV is is being consumed, the numbers don't mean much. No. Joss Whedon and his brother were the showrunners. Um, and the last couple of episodes happened after the snap. So you could have theoretically been what I mean, if you were watching this every week, you were going to see infinity war. Yeah. In the theaters. Well, I figure if anybody, anybody that was, um, fanboying out would have timed it in such a way so that the movie didn't get spoiled. If they brought it in because they did it last time. Yeah. So you have to assume they were going to do it the second time. Yeah. Um, I, I is it just me? Am I the only one that really, really, really likes it when the TV shows connect to the rest of the world? I mean, they do it so infrequently. Um, but I always get really excited when they do that. It's it's part of an actual universe. Yeah. It's like when I read um, in Stephen King the mentions of other books and other things. Um, it makes me feel like I'm a part of the universe. No, like it, I know the thing that happened. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be, de- they don't have to be dependent upon each other. No. But no, but when someone mentions the incident, we all know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. When they're connected, it feels larger. And it makes you feel like you're a part of it. Yeah. They've made a, a reference that some people are uh, have no clue what they're talking about, but you do. Yep. Yeah. It's it's a small thing. Seriously, that was that was a thing. So you liked to this season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did too. I thought it was pretty good. Better than season two, quite a bit. Oh yeah. Season two was the blah one. Well, we'll get there. And uh, so the the point of this season, uh, at the end of the last season, Coulson and team get abducted. And with the after credit scene on the last episode, it it seems like he's in space. Yeah, we've seen that little clip somewhere else, too. Okay. Was it in a after credit scene of one of the movies or something? Mm. I swear I've seen that more than once. Um, so maybe I saw it in a TikTok. Maybe. I don't know. We find out pretty quickly that. It, when this season starts, that they're not just been abducted in space, but also in time. Well, not yet. They haven't been abducted in time. They're going to get thrown into time. What? Okay. Those guys that kidnapped them were from there then. Yes. And then they throw them into the future. Okay. So they're not abducted in time. I don't know. Just weird wording. It made you. It made it sound like they went directly from the cafe to another time, and they didn't. Okay. I'm sorry. Erase that. Go back. Start over. I mean, specificity is important. 
they get abducted and they get thrown into the future. Mm-hmm. Um, By um, an entire, what are those things called? He called himself a chromaton. Oh, no, no, no. He's a oh, chromaton. He's a chromaton. Oh, shit. Now I've lost it. It ends with an M. It's a chrom. Shit. It's gone. I had it in my head. It ends in M, which sounds wrong because um, there's another word that's very similar to it that I kept. It was eh, whatever. Okay. I had too much sugar. I'm a little bit. Okay. <laughs> why, are you, uh, why am I looking at your dimples right now? I I don't know. I'm what well, I meant the stone, the pillar thing, the obelisk. Obelisk. Yes. It's not really what I think of as. Being an obelisk. This one is a different color and shape than the first one. Yeah. And it reminds me of, what is it, like the fifth element or something? Yeah, a little bit. Those little wavy lines. Yep. Yeah. It's been bugging me and I finally, well, it was TikTok. I saw a clip and I was like, oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, they get, with with no warning at all whatsoever, they get uh, thrown into the future. Yeah. Which I guess was supposed to be how it was done, but seems like the guy who turns out to not be an enemy could have briefed them. Well, and I don't know how much he knew, right? Like, he knew that the portal was going to open because it got it gets open from the other side. He knew when the portal was going to open, and he knew who he was supposed to send, but beyond that... How uh, would he have known? Ex- I don't I mean, know how he knew any of that. Yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense. No. Um, and th- people keep talking about a prophecy, but with no explanation as to who specifically knows the prophecy, where they heard it from, what's going on. It made it seem like whatever they're going to do here is so famous it gets talked about when they go back home, yeah. which is the only way it would be a, pro- a, a prophecy or a you know, it's, we find out later that all of the prophesizing is coming from Robin. Yeah, but the couple of people that mention it make it seem like this is a known thing for every human that's left. Yeah. Um, which I guess is possible since there aren't that many. Um, yeah, so they get to the future. And they have no idea what's going on. They get wrapped up in this economy of scanning your the this device that's in your wrist for credits uh and the Kree are in charge and sometimes they just like blood sport you for fun well you have to control the population yeah and keep a good healthy fear going mm-hmm and it's, the, we're basically recreating 1984 with aliens in charge instead of Big Brother. Yeah, and they're like farming humans to make inhumans and for the resources that are left. Because, oh, the planet's out there, but it's been shredded. And there's only like a half moon crescent of mm. a planet left. Yeah, just about. A little bit less. Yeah. Um, so immediately I'm like, well, this is wrong. 
because Thanos isn't showing up to a dead planet. Like, so, so immediately I'm like, okay, so we get snapped and, and then the fucking planet gets split in half. Like, this is fucked up. Why is it always our planet? Yeah. Why can't they decide to cut Mercury in half? (laughs) And so they're in the future because they're supposed to save humanity. Allegedly. Allegedly. And they get wrapped up in all this drama that if they stop the planet from exploding, isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. No, they don't seem to be able to think four-dimensionally. They definitely don't think fourth-dimensionally, which is fu- which is in keeping with them because they weren't thinking fourth-dimensionally when they were inside the virtual reality world no. either. No, and it drives me nuts because you know what I would have done? You and I alone, not scientists, not SEAL Team 6, you know, whatever. We get thrown to the future and told, oh, yeah, you're the people that are supposed to save the planet. I'm going to be like, cool. Um, I'm going to go hide in a closet. You bring me food. And then you tell me uh, what's going on. And then I need clothes so I can blend in. And then once I understand your your culture and I have the clothes and I am well fed, uh, then I will try to jump in and blend into the crowd. Yeah. Because you know, in a situation like this, if you stand out, the bad guys are going to turn and look at you and go, "Uh oh, an aberration." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't save the world if you're in a prison cell. So our heroes. Uh, without Fitz, because Fitz wasn't sent to the future, he has to fucking boy who waited his way into the future to join them. Which is the most upsetting thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, our heroes get caught up in rescuing the humans that are left from their Cree overlords. And they kind of. Because they haven't bothered. Excuse me. They haven't bothered to find out. What happened? And they never... They're they're focusing on the wrong thing. And they never really do. Like, they get told Sky broke the planet. Uh Uh-huh. Well, here's the deal. Daisy sucks so hard that it wasn't that hard to believe. (laughs) Even though she's hollering in the background, I didn't do it. And she still couldn't get the concept. No, we're not saying you did do it. You're gonna do it. You are absolutely going to do it. Yeah. Um. They just. She's she is more worried about defending her future actions than she is about actually, you know, investigating, asking questions. It would have been as simple as grabbing the oldest person there and asking what the story is. When? How? Where? Yeah. Anything. Any piece of information at all. Yep. But no, they, they don't bother with that. Nope. They bother with minutia. They show a video where she's. Yelling at the back of an aircraft and then walks off and say, this is the last time Daisy Johnson was seen alive. And would you, like me, then never step a foot on one of those planes again? Yeah. Yeah. Like you break, break the cycle somehow. I never get on one of those planes. I can't get off one of those planes. We're done. Um, one but of these... also, how many times have these dumb motherfuckers split up? Oh, yeah. 
which is the one thing you're not supposed to do. If, if dude, if we get split up, it's every man for himself. One of these people gets a hold of their future self and asks zero fucking useful questions. Zero. I have never been so annoyed in my life at a TV show. And that is seriously saying something. She just gabbing away, saying crap that doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. But doesn't say, hey, uh, it wasn't Daisy. But It so, wasn't Daisy that split the planet in half. So then, with no new information at all, nothing helpful, but some fresh fucking trauma, they jump back to the past, present... And proceed to do all the fucking things they were told they did that led to the earth falling apart. It was like they made a beeline to do the exact thing they weren't supposed to do. None of the things, like the couple of little tidbits of what was going to go down that they got, they did anyway. Yeah. Um, now, Yo-Yo is now my girl because even may was as soft as butter on this crap. Oh, save my boyfriend. Oh no, my boyfriend, man. If it, if I'd been in charge of this mess, it would have been the blonde bitch is dead. The, the, the Hydra bitch is dead. Colson can die on his own. Of course I would have assumed that when Colson died and then they brought him back, that that was the dead. And then we could have saved him again. It would have been fine. But the moment where I broke was when Fitz was like, what if, now hear me out. We do the thing we know we're not supposed to do. But this time, this time we don't fail. <laughs> I was like, that's exactly how everyone who ever failed Got on the path to failure. Yes, Fitz. You the all the other times you've done this, you've intentionally failed. I don't. I I I broke. I broke. <laughs> I I've never wanted to smack him more. But holy shit, the range on that actor though. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll talk. I, I definitely want to dig into him when we start digging into the character. Yeah. Holy crap. But so all of this, fucking fear dimension aside. Trip to the future aside, all of this boils down to motherfucking Hydra is at it again, and Glenn goddamn Talbot. I always knew he was an asshole. Glenn Talbot. The problem is he's a well-intentioned asshole. Yes. And that's maybe the worst kind. He ends up with his broken brain... Getting handed way too much power and deciding that he needed more, if not all of it. You know what would have made this make sense? Because here's a, a big problem I had. He kept talking about how he could fix it um, and uh, he was going to save the world. But nobody knows what they're saving the world from. Nope. Um, there's no enemy. To be pointed towards the the Confederacy of Aliens was kind of an enemy. No, they no 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 they weren't. 
they were allies. They were asking the Confederacy to ally with us. That's right. I, I think oh, against who? Nobody knows. Thanos, Some imagined. Apparently. No, no, no. Because because the Confederacy said, uh, uh-uh, uh, we're not fucking with Thanos. Well, they did say that they had made a deal with Hydra that they weren't going to honor. Well, yeah, but um, if Talbot had said a giant ship over there above New York or wherever it was, um, and Thanos is threatening everybody, give me more power so I can get rid of Thanos, because it was happening at the same fucking time, Yeah. then it would have made more sense that he was trying to get more and more power. Yeah. Because he might have actually been able to get Thanos if he had shut the fuck up and, you know, looked around the corner of the planet. Drop a fucking line. I got to get to Wakanda. I need more power. And then I got to get to Wakanda. Something. Yeah. Uh. Except for the fact that they none of them were watching the news. As a matter of fact, was it May or Daisy that said, oh, I don't watch the news? One of them said it, and I was like, oh, well, that's why you don't know what's going on with Thanos. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but so they they break the cycle. The planet doesn't get broke. The planet doesn't get broken in half. Um, Oh, but they fucked everything up in the meanwhile. And they really fucked some stuff up. But that's the that's the the season. Yeah, okay, but we've lost Coulson. Yeah. And they goddamn kill Fitz. Again, they keep fucking with Fitzsimmons. Why? It's like they're fucking Amy Pond and Rory. (laughs) Over and over and over again. I'm I'm tired of it. They need to retire. If it was us, we'd be out. Like the third time the universe fucks with us, I'm out. Either of the relationship or, you know, saving the universe. So, uh, this is where we we normally break down characters. Okay. Um, and possibly the driving force of all of this, and yet... The driving force of the whole season, and yet possibly one of the least interesting characters... Is General Hale. Yeah. Don't care one whit about her at all. And her fucking... uh, Fucking weird robot daughter. Weird robot daughter. She, I was sure she was going to pop her head off at some point. (laughs) And we can probably bring in um, Von Strucker to this whole three-person menagerie. Uh, as we talk about them. Can three people be a menagerie? I feel like a menagerie is more. Are you okay? <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't say that three dogs was a menagerie. You need much, m- many more animals to be. This triad of terrible people? Triad of terrible toddlers? They're not toddlers, though. They act like it. <laughs> Anyway, so Hale is like the last vestige of Hydra, probably. I I wouldn't bet on that. Although you never really get rid of Hydra. Well, here's the thing. 
if they're the only ones, then what's their goal here? I don't know. They they don't they don't subscribe to the Nazi um, plan of of annihilation or perfection. Um. So what's their? I don't I don't understand what their motivation is. What's the point of them now? I don't either. But Hale was raised in a hydra training facility. Yeah, which not I was buying any of that. Prized to see existed because at the time she was growing up, Hydra was hiding inside of Shield. A secret Hydra school. I mean, you'd have to have some way to train them. Otherwise, why in the world would they be loyal to you? Yeah. So, secret Hydra, Hydra training facility, and she's like top of her class, beating all the boys. Super awesome. Uh, and she embarrasses one of them. Well, it's the worst thing a woman can do. Uh, and so she gets called in uh, to receive her assignment after she graduates. Uh, which, great reference to the the dog that Ward had before yeah. he got to graduate. Um, but she gets called in, and they have decided what they want her to do. They're going to place her in the Air Force. But more importantly than that, they she's the only one in her class that was capable of doing the assignment they really want her for. Oh, because there was only one other girl. Yeah. And she didn't piss anybody off. Yeah, so they want Hale to be an incubator. Yeah. Let's let's just skip over that horrible, awful part, because she's like, I don't want to, and he's basically like, yeah, it's going to happen or else. Well, he said you always choose whether or not to comply. Yes, honey. The implication there being that if you don't, there will be consequences that you will not enjoy. Yeah. But also, how are you going to have a single teenage mother be in the Air Force? We all know she doesn't have a family care plan. <laughs> she's not. If she's not deployable, they're not going to let her be in the Air Force. So well, how did that work out? And this misogyny combined with... Uh, growing up in the military uh, has left her kind of bitter towards dudes. It shadowed everything. Everything else we saw after that, it really shattered, shadowed her decisions. Really? I thought she was, she hated everybody. I don't think it was just dudes. I think it was just everybody. <laughs> she didn't like her daughter either. It didn't seem like. Well, her daughter definitely didn't like her because while Hale is trying to uh, find a way to make her daughter the perfect Hydra weapon. Her daughter has decided to fucking overthrow the shackles of. Uh, Which, yay, that's great. But can you imagine your rape baby saying, I fucking hate you? Like, because the, the urge to be like, look, I didn't fucking want you. Yeah. Would be too strong to serve for me to survive the teenage years. Cause you'd want to, you'd be like, Look, bitch, a drop off a cliff somewhere. Nobody asked you to be here. <laughs> but apparently she likes her a little bit because she didn't just 
Man, I would have just chucked her in the fucking robot box. Fuck it. Let's see if it works. But she's like, no, we have to test it. So she apparently had some attachment to her. Yeah. And she's trying, Hale is trying to test this shit to make sure it's safe for her daughter. And all her daughter sees is, mommy doesn't trust me with the power. It's because she's a dumbass teenage girl who's (laughs) clearly not socialized. (laughs) Clearly not socialized. She is, she is as social as a fucking homeschooled kid who never joined the Girl Scouts. (laughs) If you know, you know. Yeah, I fucking hate that kid. And Yo-Yo was right. I would have done the exact same thing Yo-Yo did. I probably would have done the mom too, though. Yeah. Slice, slice, over. Because you can't leave somebody to want vengeance. Nope. Nope. When you're in a cowboy movie and you kill the dad, you got to kill the son, too. Don't forget the daughter, because those chicks, when they grow up, they're way meaner than the sons are. I mean, we can talk Yo-Yo yo yo and Mac. Ugh, why are you putting Mac with Yo-Yo? Because they're a, an item? Yeah, she has her own identity. She doesn't need him. I just did three people at once. Well, they didn't matter. <laughs> So, Yo-Yo, who's she says she's an agent, but she is not. She was made an agent. Yeah, just like you can make a random citizen a deputy. Okay. No training. Uh, no, no real loyalty. She doesn't follow orders because she did. With the training comes the essential empty brain and blindly following orders. And now they've got two people on this team that do not follow orders. They mm-hmm. think for themselves and they do whatever they want. Yeah. Which is the very definition of not an agent. <laughs> Yo-Yo, That's all I'm saying. Yo-Yo simultaneously pissed me the fuck off this season and... Made me want to be her best friend. Okay, where did she piss you off? When she was stubbornly, like, not listening to what was going on. She was not paying attention to the world around her. She was just, like, attacking the job that was in front of her. She made some really silly choices. I didn't like that she didn't ask her own self any questions. Yeah. You get in front of yourself... Without arms. And don't even ask, hey, what happened to your arms? Or how did the world actually break? No, she was more worried about Mac. Yeah. Super concerned about Mac. Super concerned about uh, the fucking Cree. They, they they were in the future, and all they were worried about was, like, stopping the Kree. Which is dumb, because the way to stop the Kree is to stop the planet from splitting in half. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about the Kree. Yeah. One thing at a time. They Somehow they do not know how to triage a situation. Um, and... and, and the Kree and all of the people they were killing and all of that that was going down 
was all stuff that wouldn't happen if they did the job they were there for. Yep. Get in, get all the fucking information, and get the fuck home. This is why when I show up, I'm hiding in a corner somewhere. Yeah. You you grab somebody that looks like they've been around the block a couple of times, and you ask them what the fuck's up. And it's obvious that you're out of time because they've got these uh, tags that go between the wrist bones all the way through your arm. Yeah. And that's your identification and apparently your money and and all that. And they they don't have that. Not only that, but they don't have scars from being removed either. So it's fairly obvious to anyone that sees them, they're not a part of the group. So it wouldn't be that hard to convince somebody. Especially since there's already a prophecy to back them up. Yeah. So you just grab somebody and get the info. And especially when you find out you yourself are there. I'm not leaving that room until I know everything I can think of to ask. But then she gets back to the past. And she starts acting like, even though she didn't ask any questions, she knows every fucking thing. She's not listening to what she's told. I'm not sure that was, I think that might have been just bad writing. She's not following orders. Nope. She dives fucking head first into a fight that she shouldn't dive into because now she feels immortal because she knows she lives fucking 80 years. But see, that's not what other her said because she doesn't live 80 years. She dies. They kill her over and over and over again and bring her back somehow. Yeah. So that's dumb. And immediately fucking gets her arms lobbed off. That was awful. Yeah. Did you notice the shirts she wore after her arms came off had weird slices in them? Oh. The black and white sweater thing she was wearing, there was a line through one arm and through the stomach. And it it looked like it looked like it was there to remind you that her arms got sliced off. I swear to God. <laughs> it there's no way it wasn't on purpose. And then, meanwhile, her boyfriend. Uh, oh my fuck! Where did he get religion all of a sudden? I, I don't. I mean, he was religious before. He mentioned it like maybe once, but how many fucking times? We're time traveling. The world is split in half, and you're still talking about God. Where the fuck was God when all that shit went down? Like, dude. There's only one God, and you ain't him. Which. I think that Thor and Loki and um, their dad and, and yeah, Heimdall and I think they all might have something to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention Hercules and Zeus and because they're also in the MCU. Yeah, but uh, we haven't met them. Plus Moon Knight's friends. Yeah, but they don't know about them. No. Um, I think I think Mac went to church a lot inside of the fucking uh, the Matrix. What did they kept keep all inside of the framework? Yeah, I I don't know, but it was over the top. It was like, are we in Kentucky? What's happening? And then they they decided that he was now their moral center. Which oh my fucking god, yes, that's what we need. We're dealing with aliens, but we need. We need an ancient religion to be our moral compass because that Bible will totally cover what you're supposed to do when aliens show up. I mean, last season he was talking about quitting. And then he goes through that framework shit and I felt bad for him. 
I mean, what happened to him in the framework? He had to relose his daughter. Oh. Meh. Whatever. <laughs> you know, he really should be grateful. Because the first time he lost his daughter, his daughter was like three days old and didn't even have a chance to be a person. He got to meet a person in the framework. Yeah. And there was like... I don't know. He lost... He had to lose his kid again. It's just well, like when they... Two different kids, though, is what I'm saying. It's just like when... Well, even so. It's just like when they made dude forget his kid died. Yeah. And he had to relearn that all over again. I, I feel just as bad. Well. I don't feel bad enough to make up for the ma- fact that Mac was not yeah. fun to watch this season. No, he kept bringing up the God crap and talking about how they were all going to have to pay for their decisions in the afterlife anyway. And like, listen, man, yeah. we, we don't have time to be worried about would God enjoy what I'm doing right now. God, if there's a God, he's the one that puts you in that fucking situation. In the first place. If he didn't like how you handle it, that's his fucking problem. <laughs> Maybe he should finally show up and be like, hey, that's not what I meant. But since he doesn't ever, I don't give a fuck what he wants. No. Fuck that. How could... Oh, We're not going to go there. <laughs> but... Because I'll, I'll get way worked up. Um... But, I mean, they handle everything as dumbly as humanly possible. And then, <laughs> I knew as soon as they got those stupid things put into their arms so they could blend in that they were fucked. They all end up, like it was an episode of Star Trek, they all end up working, breaking up rocks Yeah. for I don't know what reason. Did you, did you, did you even catch what they were filling with the rocks for? Mining, I don't know. <laughs> it, you know what? Some of it's a little bit chaotic in my head. There was so much... There were so many little things going on that they were worried about instead of the big picture. Yeah. That that I kind of lost the story a little bit. Well, and because they had like once they got back from the future, they had that mini mission of the fear dimension breaking through, which was the reason that they developed the refined gravitonium. Mm-hmm. Uh and led to the biggest fucking oh shit reveal that we're not going to talk about yet. Yeah, because that's how it was all supposed to go down. Yeah. Um, what killed me was they came back from the future and immediately jumped into something else that wasn't a part of it. They just abandoned the the world is going to split in half to worry about the fear dimension. Which I get that you know, it was a problem. Yeah, immediate threat that has to be squashed so that we can focus on the other thing. But it didn't occur to them, not even once, that this is still a part of this, the first problem. Yeah. Again, not thinking fourth dimensionally, not not realizing it's connected. Um, And then now can we talk about fits? Sure. Let's, because this this g- goes right into the the, the yeah. fucking batshit crazy that was Fitz at the end of the season. Yeah. So just a, a brief reminder: at the end of last season, Fitz was really hurt by the pain he caused people in the framework, the decisions he made as a leader a, of Hydra. He was a Nazi. He was pretty bad. 
yeah, he apparently did things that real Fitz would never do. Yeah. Um, and instead of realizing that it was all pretend and this was a forced upon him personality, which would be the logical way to handle that situation, he, well, I mean, at first I was like, boy, they're just going to gloss over that whole he can't handle shit thing. And he was fine for a while. And then they, he ended up in a situation where, well, I don't understand why he came to that conclusion because it seemed to me like dangerously close to the thing that splits the earth in half. Trademark. Um, because they need the gravitonium to go into the thingy me bobber to, seal, to the rift. seal the rift, but they weren't even really sure that that was actually going to work. So he, without anesthetic, rips out the thing that keeps Daisy from using her powers. Yeah, so... And this is, as far as they know, Daisy's the one that splits the planet in half with her quake power. And the inhibitor is protecting the future. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, But Fitz doesn't just do this. Fitz has a little bit of a break and starts seeing Nazi him and having conversations with Nazi him. Yep. Well, when they were doing it, just the voices, it made sense. Because, you know, his instinctual Hydra training was telling him to do what needed to get done and damn the consequences. And that made sense to me. Then he starts seeing himself. And you think it's the fear dimension. Gemma had just said it isn't remotely the thing she fears the most. Which indicates that him coming back as Hydra guy is the thing she fears the most. Fitz also fears this really bad. Yep. So, the reveal... As Nazi boy is standing over Daisy, is that it's not Nazi boy. Fitz is Nazi boy, and he has had a mental break. That freaked my freak. Yeah. I was not expecting that at all whatsoever out of this show. I think that's the point where we had to back it up and look at it again. Yeah. Because we were like, wait a minute, what the fuck happened? <gasps> that's what happens when you look down at your notebook. It was good. It was good. And um, and it made up for all the times they just glossed over his mental issues because he's had several. Yeah. Mental issues. And he needed a break at some point. Starting from the time that he almost died. Yeah. And then all of the trauma of Gemma being on that planet alone. Yeah. And then not alone and falling in love with the guy and that whole thing. That was all traumatic as hell. And there's been a lot. They haven't had a break. No. Um, Having to go to sleep for 80 years so that you can rescue your girlfriend in the future and bring her back home. Yeah. And when you bring her back home, there's a little bit of a hitchhiker. Who finds his way back to the past also. 
Okay, why did this kid remind me of the kid from Charmed, Chris? Yeah, well, I mean, very the, similar like, story. Like, but they they look similar. Yeah. And also act similarly. I wanted to smack him. So while they're in the future, this guy, Deke. Terrible name, by the way. Horrible name. He's very... He seems very okay with selling people out to ensure his own survival. Yeah, you know, he's kind of like, um, he's like a Michael Douglas character. You know, like, he's a survivor. He does what he needs to do. Other people, if they're not willing to do the things they need to do to survive, that's their problem. Okay. He's um, kind of a Han Solo-y sort of character. Only not as cool. Uh, a little young. He he plays it a little young. Yeah. Um, you still end up kind of liking him though, even though he's done some not great things. I mean, honestly, who of us wouldn't act that way if that's the only way yeah. that there was to survive? In that situation, you got to survive. He gets a little sweet on Daisy in the future. Oh, I was so, like, gross. These guys are going to screw, and they don't even know who each other is. Yeah. Um, no way. If I'm going to the future, there's no romance. Nuh-uh. No. That, everybody there is outside of your 20%. Absolutely. And everybody there is also your cousin. <laughs> you just, it's like a gun. When you pick a gun up, you assume it's loaded. When you go to the future, you assume that's your cousin <laughs> or your grandpa or your, your, your grandkid or whatever. But so Deke, uh, piggybacks somehow, somehow in the explosion. Yeah. In the explosion, piggybacks. They didn't really his, explain that very well. No, piggybacks his way to the past. And after some fun shenanigans, we find out that Deke is Fitzsimmons' grandson. Yeah, I can't remember what it was that made me realize what they were about to do. I can't remember. There was some detail that made me go, oh, shit, that's that's the grandbaby. Yeah. Because I... I had a feeling when they went into the future, somebody there was going to be important to them. I just didn't think it was him. He doesn't look like them. He doesn't have a British accent. Um, and he didn't seem particularly smart. So, you know, uh, people are smart in different ways. Well, and once they revealed who he was, he got a lot smarter. Yeah. Funny how that happens. <laughs> um, but so Deke is like Fitzsimmons's proof that they're going to live yeah. long enough to have and raise a kid. Yeah, so they're going to have a daughter. A daughter who knew them both. Yeah. So Fitz is around to raise her, but not around to help raise the grandson because he didn't actually know them. Yeah. He didn't even know their names. He called them Bobo and Nana. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that that leads them to start getting a little reckless too. Not both of them, because Fitz has um is not crazy. Ironically, he's not the crazy one in this situation. 
Simmons, however, just loses her fucking mind. Like, oh, I can do anything. Nothing's going to kill me. Because because it's convenient, she's now decided to believe Fitz and believe that the future cannot be changed. Yeah. It, therefore, why would you bother to do any of this? But sure. I she I love. She pours herself a glass of poison and three glasses of water and has Yo-Yo shuffle them because she's going to prove to Max that she's immortal. And then after drinking the third one, she pretends to get sick so that they can fucking rescue Fitz and throw Mac in the cage. And then she's like... Pretty fucking clever. <laughs> fucking amazing trick. Ballsy as shit. And I'm like, oh, she never had any poison. And then she pours out the poison. Yep. So she... She did really believe it. And used it to her advantage that other people didn't. It was quite fucking clever. Oh, I love Fitzsimmons so much. Um... Yeah, they should definitely be on Doctor Who, though. Yeah. They're, they're feeling very Doctor Who. Um, actually, the whole series, they've felt like they belonged in Doctor Who. We get a happy wedding moment. Fitz doesn't get to wear his kilt, but they get a happy wedding. Jamie would have done it. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, and then, as they break the... Uh, as they break the future and start forging new ground, uh, part of the building falls on Fitz. I'm still mad about it. Yeah. Because they, because I was like, oh, fuck, no Fitz. And then they show him poking his arm out. And I'm like, oh, okay, Fitz is okay. And then we have to watch him fucking bleed to death. Yeah. Which is bullshit. But they don't even call Simmons. They should have. No. Why the fuck didn't they go, hey, you need to you need to talk to him. Yeah. Like, we got minutes here. Uh, You got to talk to your guy. No. And then they're like, okay, but there's a copy of him floating around in space that we don't need to. But there anymore. isn't. Because the way time should work is all that future stuff already happened it did happen so everything has to be stay in place in order for it to happen successfully if he doesn't stay frozen so that he can wake up in that one future then he never wakes up in that one future and then they never come back the point where they go get him from the the um cryogenic thing they should have all just winked out they aren't there I mean, honestly, if the Earth never cracks, they never have a reason to get pulled into the future to stop the Earth from cracking. No, no, no. This is a paradox. No, no, but you can't. No, no, no. No matter what, the timeline was going to split. Right? Because it already did happen. It happened. Once they witnessed that it happened, it had to stay. But Fitz had to stay in the frozen, th stay frozen for 80 years to get to them. Fitz had to stay dead. This is just a convenient thing they do where they pull on our heartstrings and kill us by killing Fitz, who's arguably one of my favorite characters. Uh, like if she died, I wouldn't be that upset. But but Fitz, 
is my dude. I... And then they get to bring him back without, you know, so his death has no consequences. I particularly like that Fitz was more willing to do darker things this season. Well, somebody had to. He was willing to to make tough calls and be a little bit of a bad guy. Well, everybody else is standing around in a circle arguing about whether something's right or wrong. That that's another thing that really drove me nuts is um they all know what Colson wanted. He made it very obvious yeah. what he wanted. And they go ahead and argue about his medical decisions behind his back anyway. Yep. Um, and you know how I feel about stuff like that when it comes to medical decisions and how your will is laid out and stuff like that. What I say goes, you are not allowed to change my decisions about my body yeah. or my stuff. Colson straight up said, I already cheated death. I don't get to do it again. Yeah, we didn't want to. And they were told, you have to let him die. Yeah. Not that not that Yo-Yo came back and told them anything that she heard. <laughs> she never did. No. Um. And then she's mad that they don't just fucking blindly trust her. Well, why would they? <laughs> now, if you told me that future you told you that this is what went down and this is the decision we made, so we need to try a different decision, then I'm on board. Mm-hmm. But if... If I don't know what the previous decision was in the last loop, assuming you've looped this a couple of times, if I don't know what the decision is, I just have to go with my instinct. Because once you start questioning, then there's no way to make the decision. Um, It's like cheating in, in the, the good place. You just constantly uh, question what you're going to do, and then you never make a decision. Yeah. Um. So in order to get everybody to listen, you have to be like, look, a future person told me this is what went down. So it And it doesn't work. So we have to, all of these decisions, we have to make a different choice. But nobody bothered. They're just whining and complaining and... Trying to get what they want so they don't have to be uncomfortable. Yeah. That was the whole thing. Everybody wanted to stay as comfortable and possible as po- possible and didn't want to make any sacrifices. Yep. And this is one of those situations, like with Thanos, there have to be sacrifices. Yeah. Um, one person is not more important than an entire planet full of people, especially when, if the entire planet of people go down, that one person also goes down. So you're not saving anybody by trying to save the one person. It's not logical. Spock has already taught us this lesson, so we didn't have to learn it. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, that's basic military decision-making. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Yeah. This whole leave-no-man-behind bullcrap is for Marines and jarheads. I know they're the same thing. <laughs> I'm assuming there's some Marines that have brains, so you can't call them jarheads. I haven't met one yet, but I'm sure there's one out there somewhere. Drop us a line, George. Sure. And then we will promptly ignore it. <laughs> well, I was talking about the one who was 
Oh, I know exactly who you were talking about. Anyway. Um, one guy that one time that's about to get his ass beat in Louisville? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyhow, mm-hmm. uh, Phil is sick this entire season. Okay, we're supposed to know what he's sick from, though. They told us. But they what that what I heard was this is a thing that you already saw happen to him. So when he got speared by Loki's staff, yeah, through the heart, uh-huh. they resurrected him. Uh-huh. Apparently, that tissue around that wound has stopped uh, healing itself because when the Ghost Rider took over his body. It burnt out all of the Cree healing factor. Okay. So now that tissue. But once it's healed, it would just be healed. So now that tissue has turned necrotic, and he's like sepsising from the inside. Didn't didn't Loki's staff stab him in the stomach though? Heart. Was it? It went through his heart. Okay. So. I know they're on the run and everything, but all he needs is a new heart. Yeah. That's it. That's not some magic technology that we aren't privy to. It's just his heart muscle is necrotic. Yeah. And he's going to die of a heart attack in front of everybody. Uh, He just needs a new heart. Simmons could grow him one in a lap. Well, with the technology we've seen them have, yeah. From his own DNA. So what's the problem? I... They're, they're in, they have already invented in this story solutions to the problem. Yep. It's annoying to me that out of convenience they're doing this. Dude must have wanted to quit the show or something. I don't know. I, I haven't looked it up yet. Uh, I'm really upset that we Do lost Do we want to look it up? What if we nope. find out he was an asshole on set and they fired him? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to know that about him. I don't want to look it up. No, me neither, because I, I I really want him to just be able to be that character. He is, he I is. don't I don't want to know the actor. No. That is Phil Coulson. That he was the crappy husband in the new adventures of old Christine. And of course, how I met your father, that's fucking with me pretty hard too. <laughs> Tell me you don't have a hard time seeing him as some hot dog vendor. No, I love it. Oh, it's weird. I love it. When Phil retired because he didn't die when he, he retired. Got a, uh, he got a tattoo, barbed wire on his arm. Yep. And went to sell hot dogs in New York City. Okay. <laughs> Oi. It's too much. I love it. That That is as much canon to me as the fact that uh, while Red Reddington was recovering, he spent <laughs> a little time running a paper company. You know what? Those characters are so similar that that does not bother me at all. <laughs> Besides, you don't even know who he is. He's the, He's motherfucking, the motherfucking lizard, lizard king. king. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing. <laughs> oh, and I never do remember which episode that is because it doesn't have anything to do with anything. No. Um. Oh, God, it's so funny. <laughs> okay. Anywho. Any Housel. Any Housel. Any No. Any Weisel? No. Definitely not. I don't believe you. <laughs> so, 
made this season uh, was a lot uh, of emotion. Yeah. Well, she's always been a lot of emotion in subtle ways. Yeah. There, Dave played around with and hinted at their. I mean, it's not even a relationship. They're both in love with each other, but don't acknowledge it to even themselves, really. Yeah. There have been hints um, and the hints of longing. And we've had her PTSD situation. And she's she's been... The thing is, people don't really see tough people as being emotional when they're emotional. Yeah. Somehow that stuff gets scrubbed out of your your mind's eye and you still just see them as tough people. Because, I mean, even when I think of May, I just think of her as being a big badass. She's not like, like the fact that she had a husband and she told him that she loved him and they like had a romance together. It's weird to me. Yeah. Uh, and her romance with Phil is definitely uh, a, a centerpiece of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, a heartbreaking centerpiece of this season. But they've also done an amazing job of letting us know how incredibly important these characters are to each other. Oh, yeah. Without it being gross. Yeah. Without it being... It's subtlety. It's perfect amounts of subtlety. Yeah. You know that they're they're loyal to each other. They trust each other. If May says something to Colson, if he doesn't agree with her, he at the very least actually listens. Um, they have a very without all the mushy stuff, have a very intimate relationship with each other. It's it's very skillful, which tells me it's just laziness on the part of Daisy. Yeah. Daisy's character is lazy writing. Inconsistent is what she does. Infuriating. But on top of the Coulson stuff, May finds herself in the future talking to a really old woman who calls her mom. Yeah. Which, that's the most anti-May thing ever. Yeah. And she's white. <laughs> some some little old white lady is calling her mama. So she finds out that this seer that she knows as a child lost her mom and May took her on and raised her. It seemed like she took her just because um, no, there was nobody else. I mean, there was like the first go around. There's part of that, yeah. Uh, but there's also a little bit of making up for the girl she had to kill in Bahrain. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't see that. But, uh, yeah, I could buy that. Um, but you notice she doesn't call Colson dad. No. Um, I felt really bad for her own, her actual mom, though. That was awful. When she called May mom or mommy in front of her mother. Yeah. <clears throat> when she wouldn't talk for days and then as soon as she sees May, she runs up to her and hollers mommy. Yeah. You know how much that would hurt. 
Yeah. It was heart-wrenching. But but also, did you notice that older lady? I don't know who she is, but she was gorgeous. Okay. You could, um, you gotta go back and look at her. She was really, really pretty. Like, strikingly so. Okay. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, anyway, May. I mean, we, this season, we got to see May as a mom. We had a, several flashbacks of her being, uh, motherly and, yeah. Um, and then we got to see maybe one of the better smoochie smooches that I've seen on TV. Yeah. And it was also, it was, I don't really think of Colson as being a badass, but every once in a while he holds a shield up and grabs his girl and makes out with her while they're getting shot at. And you're like, <laughs> you know, he doesn't look like the kind of guy that would act like that, but God damn, that's hot right there. What that just, what happened? Oh Yeah. To the point where it fucking Daisy stopped Daisy in her tracks. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> um, but also it's it seems out of nowhere because they're so subtle. Yeah. That I don't know that anybody around them got the hint. Not one damn word, Agent Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. I'm upset that there's not going to be. Like a relationship, we don't get to see any of that. Yeah. Um. Because I feel like that would have been good. Like seeing them be able to be happy, but they they don't even get that. But like heroes don't get to be happy. No. They never do. It's like the ultimate consequence to being a, a hero is that you don't get to have your own life. No. Nope. It's not fair. This is why I do not want to be a hero. Somebody's always breaking in and taking your shit from you. And you're going to go kill a fucking clown. Yeah. Or, I don't know, blow yourself up on five or six tubs of... What was that? Fuel or whatever? Sure. <laughs> <sighs> Deadpool is far from a hero. What are you talking about? He kills bad guys. Who's more heroic than the guy that protects a child who's being abused? I don't care how he does it. Matter of fact, the fact that he does it and is funny at the same time is kind of a bonus. (laughs) It's like Hancock. Remember the movie Hancock? Yeah. I like that hero way better. I mean, I like Wolverine, but, you know, he's just not funny. (laughs) Yeah, our hearts got broken a couple of times during this season. Several. Yeah. Several damn times. Good grief. It doesn't sound like we like this season as we're talking about it, but it was a damn good season. I like a show that makes me yell at it. Yeah. This is why we're still watching Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. After like 15, 16 years, because... We don't like anybody in that show anymore. We're just yelling at them all the time about how dumb they are. Oh. Coulson didn't really have a lot of character development this season, though. No, he was... He was busy trying to hand the keys to Daisy. Yeah. I know that he likes her and he's attached to her like she's his child, but... 
he has way too much faith in her. She is useless. Yeah. yeah. As evidenced by he hands her one little thing to do and she's like, but I can't. Ooh. Yeah. No, that is not a leader. No. And she dumps the leadership off on somebody as soon as she can. Yep. Oh, you guys don't want to follow me. Well, then I guess I'll just let somebody else do it. And she had to go and pick a man. Yep. May has seniority here over everybody. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? I don't think I don't think May's the director type, though. You, May's the get-her-done type. Well, okay. But in this situation, the director has been in the shit this whole time. Oh, yeah. Nobody's asking her to go sit in an office and do administrative stuff. They're all on the ground. So May being in charge is a good idea because she's trained. Because even, uh, what's his name? Um, he's only a mechanic. Yeah. He's not got tactical training. Well, he did go to the S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy. Yeah, but he wasn't focused on that part. Yeah. That's like, that's like you know, when you did combat training, you weren't paying attention to that. You were going to be working on computers and stuff. I mean, as far as we knew. <laughs> we we didn't know there was a war coming. The thing is, Fury's out in the movies running around like he's the one in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. He's, got, he's got Agent Hill at his honey, side. They're not communicating with each other. Yeah. There's, there, there's. Um, shit. Fury talked to Coulson for like five seconds and said, you're in charge now or whatever. Yep. And then shit happened. And that's what happens when you don't have the movies and the TV shows working together. Yeah. Which is a a good place to, this is going to be a short episode, I guess, because we didn't hate it. But this is a good place to, to ask even though we've already kind of answered, how connected to the outside world is this? I mean, marginally, the next season won't be at all. Yeah. Um, they did mention Thanos. Um, so we knew what was happening in the background. But um, since they time traveled, all the time travel stuff was not in the universe, obviously. They were um, forging new territory there. Yeah. Um, the problem is that when they come back uh, to the past and all that shit goes down, you would think that's the kind of shit that would someone in the movies would pay attention to. Yeah. So I feel like it's not really. No, I I agree. I think this season severed shield from the rest of the world uh and i'm i'm not looking forward to how they're gonna go on no me neither because the first couple of minutes of the of the first episode of the last season last season no there's two more seasons okay uh what did you say it was battlestar galactica yeah um First of all, I don't like Daisy in charge of anything. I didn't every I swear to God, they change her personality like every other season. 
Uh, she's got new hair now, so she's a completely different person <laughs> again. Um, and their their sole mission is to go look for fish, so they're in space. You know that's not going to be good. No. There are much better shows that have been in space that they could not possibly compare to. Well, and based on the last few seasons, I feel like they're going to spend the first half of the season fucking around in space finding fits. And then the next thing you know, there's going to be like some supernatural threat. Yeah, they need to quit. They need to quit with the big, um, the world's going to end stuff. They they need to go back to, what they need to do is start actually building S.H.I.E.L.D. Because if something happens to them on their ship, yeah. that's it. Not only that, but while they're running around space looking for fits, not that I blame them for looking for fits, because I would too, but while they're doing that, Earth is not being defended by S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Um, and if it's an earth that the snap didn't happen, I don't know, uh, what that looks like. I do know that, uh, over the next batch of movies, we're going to get, uh, some view of what earth was like and the, the repercussions of the snap. Uh, and it's, it's pretty brutal on earth. What do you mean? In the movie or the In the movies. I don't think the TV shows are going to touch them at all. I don't think any of the Why TV shows they? that we're going to watch until we start getting to the Disney Plus TV shows. I don't think any of them are going well, to touch them. Well, She-Hulk didn't mention it. No, She-Hulk didn't. Uh, but Hawkeye talks about it a little bit. Um, Loki's an alternate reality. Sure. I mean, if they're going to have... If they're going to have everybody in one universe, they really need to, you know, stick with that plan. Yeah. It's, it's annoying. It is more than a little annoying. Well, that I'm, I'm not going to be able to keep track of which universe what's happening in. So um, they need to quit that. Yeah. Either put it in the MCU or put it in the friggin' X-Men universe, and that's it. You get two. I, I feel like that's... I Spider-Man universe, I, three. Spider-Man, no. The new Spider-Man is part of the MCU, so that's okay. You get two universes, X-Men and in MCU. That's it. I fully agree. Meeting adjourned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kevin. Uh, we have decided as the... Uh, Speaking of Kevin, Kevin's in charge of Disney. Kevin Feige is in charge of Marvel Studios. Oh, it's, who's in charge of Di- Disney currently? I don't know. Is his name also Kevin? Robert Iger was still in charge of Disney. Oh, well, then somebody in the Indiana Jones group misspoke. The Indiana Jones group um, is, um, I think there's a lot of crossover with the Marvel group. Because <laughs> some of the same bullshit um, posts are happening over there with the uh, toxic male BS. Um, and they're talking, they are now bringing up the, the fact that um, uh, Indiana Jones and, and uh, the Dial of Destiny has lost money for Disney. And someone said that Kevin Valle was in trouble over it. We're like, not if he's, no, 
Not know. if he's not in charge of Disney. He's. I mean, he's in charge of Marvel Studios. No. I don't think Feige is related to Indiana Jones at all. Yeah. Well, but they're they're starting a similar conversation about it losing money like they were about the Marvel movies. Yeah. Well, which f- seems ridiculous to me because I know for a fact that there's a very large number of people that have already seen that movie in the theater 12 times and more. They're now competing over who's seen it the most. I do know that the guy who directed that movie is the guy who directed Logan. Um, Mangold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, somebody just misspoke. And I, I fully believe that uh, that was an actually decent Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, it really was. Almost made up for the last one. Okay, listen, if you guys don't stop complaining about the fucking Crystal Skull, it was a good movie. No. What's it was garbage. No, in the context of all of the Indiana Jones movies, it was a good movie. Wait, I mean, because aliens are easier to believe in than God. I mean, sure, it just it was it was a bad movie, that's all. Rude. I do not agree. In any case, the last Indiana Jones movie made it really easy for us to have a girl indie. Because I love that chick. And she'd be an awesome Indiana Jones character. Mm. What? Looking stuff up. Costs just shy of $300 million to make. Holy crap. That was a little... That's a little much. Um, and so far it has only made 369 worldwide and that's ticket sales, not the amount that the, uh, but it's also only been out for a month. Yeah. Well, so you've got, um, I haven't seen any good merch yet, uh, because I've been looking. Uh, the, uh, rentals haven't come out. Um, I mean, if they keep going, they'll, I mean, they've broken even at least. Yeah. Um, it only spent one week at number one. Um, Mission Impossible and Sound of Freedom are, are kicking its ass. Okay. Fuck Sound of Freedom. And Barbie, Barbie broke a billion. Okay, I think we actually have to watch Barbie, but I do not want to go to the movie theater to watch that because the people that are going to watch that are going to be obnoxious. Yeah. But um, Alyssa just sent me a clip from it. And I, at the very least, need to watch it. Yeah. It One is. of my guy friends went to go watch it in a flowered jumper. He dressed up. Uh. I mean... Straight white guy uh, went in a little Barbie outfit. It was adorable. It's at week five, and Indy's all the way down at number eight. The new Turtles cartoon is beating it. I didn't even Mission know Impossible's even beating it. Out. Haunted Mansion's beating it. I, You know, I suck at keeping track of what's on at the movie theater because, um, because I can't stand to be in a movie theater with other humans. Yeah. 
Um, but whatever. It was made and they can't take it away from us. So I thought it was pretty good. I loved it. It was, I mean, people were complaining about it before we got to go see it. So I was expecting to not like it. Yeah. I've seen clips um, and screenshots of the um, the CGI, which in screenshots looks really shit. But in the movie, in motion, looked really good to me. Now, Laurel said she didn't like the CGI. But then her husband popped in and said she was a little bit tipsy when she went. So her opinion doesn't matter. Yeah. And I'm siding with Trey on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. Well, talk about tangents. Yeah. No, I mean, this is Marvel slash Indiana Jones movie night. Uh, does, that mean, does that make Indy a Disney princess? I mean, I guess so, yeah. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, um, any other characters we want to talk about? Well, we didn't really talk about Mac except to complain about his religion. Yeah. Uh, nah. He's got a shotgun axe that he's still addicted to. Oh, that he actually let Coulson use, and Coulson was super excited. Yeah. Um, no, one person uh, whose name I don't know, um, the, uh, the head of the... Um, the mining operation. Yeah. That guy. He was the guy in identity that played the um, multiple personality uh, serial killer. Uh-huh. That guy um, is a hell of an actor. I really thoroughly enjoy him. Anytime I see him, I know he's either going to be the worst fucking bad guy ever um, or there's some kind of like his taste runs some kind of crazy twist, yeah, or super bad guy. Um, and he was he was a super bad guy in this. I mean, just, I just love to hate him. He's really good at making it happen. Um, there was nobody else really. Um, we did get the uh, the vampire from. Uh, oh yeah, Midnight Texas. Midnight Texas. Yeah. Um, I don't know that gentleman's name. No, we don't usually do names on uh, TV shows, but he's a very striking looking man. If that's not the same guy, then they look very similar. His name is Peter Mensa. Okay. M-E-N-S-A-H. Okay. And he grew up in uh, just north of London. So he's British. Okay. Yeah, no, I think that's it. Okay. We talked about May and Colson. All right, well, let's close out the season. <coughs> We've got uh, Talbot uh, in his supervillain costume. Yeah, we didn't really talk about Talbot. Um. We could briefly, because, okay. well, he went from buttoned down, stick up his butt, Air Force General? He's an Air Force General. Um, he, then 
what? He had a brain injury? Help me out here. So what happened to him? Last season, a robot pretending to be Daisy shot him. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I'm, I'm conflicted because I've never really liked him, but then they did that whole, like, soldier daddy, you know, trying to come home to his family thing, which always pulls in my heartstrings. Yeah. Uh, his wife, and me having been the wife, waiting for the guy to come home. Um, oh, I that- felt bad for her because this is the reward for her fucking loyalty and her holding down the fort while he's gone. Like, as far as she knows, he's like half dead somewhere trying to get rehabilitated. And she's holding down the fort and keeping the kid okay. And then he just shows up and shoves her into a wall. Um, And then breaks all trust with well, his be- kid. Before he even comes home, they've got her, what looks like to me at gunpoint, reading the friggin' trigger words. Okay, she's not at gunpoint because later she says they told me it would help you. Yeah. I think they just gave her the script and told her what to say. And she thought, um, you know, that he'd gone off rogue or something. I think she genuinely thought that she was helping him in that moment. And she was shaky because she was scared for him. Yeah. But even when he he goes bad, when he becomes Graviton and starts being a villain, yeah, that's not even all his fault either. He's he's dealing with the the, the brain injury, the brainwashing, and when he fucking took in the Gravitonium, he took in the personalities of all the people that shit had eaten. Yeah, and apparently some of them were not okay. Yeah, and he's like, it just took a general to quiet him down. Oh. No, man, they. They fucking are working you from the inside. Yeah. Um, that little teenager couldn't handle 8% of this shit. Yeah. And then he got the other or the rest of the 100%. Yeah. Um, well, he just thinks he has the mental fortitude, you know? Yeah. The problem is that he's going off half cocked and has he doesn't have any motivation. Like... He just has this obscure, unknown enemy that he's talking about saving the world from. And it, I kept asking out loud, like, what's, why is he doing this? What's happening? What does he need more power for? Because he really, there's nothing to fight. I mean, unless you're bringing Thanos into it, there's nothing to fight. Because he's making friends with the, the, uh, the council, right? Yeah. He's like, he told his son they were his friends, so he's not fighting against them. After he, you know, killed the one of them. They didn't seem to mind. No. But so Daisy fucking shoots herself up with some super serum and blasts him off into space. Yeah, so So probably his family wasn't going to want him back after that scene. But he's probably dead. But she did. Can we talk about how her way of getting rid of him was to kill him? She killed him, Jay. Oh, but she doesn't kill people. This was a huge argument with. uh, Fuck, what's Mac and Yo-Yo. Mac and Yo-Yo about the killing because Yo-Yo killed a teenage girl. 
because she was, first of all, she's the one that cut off Yo-Yo's arms. And then she was going ape shit and was not on the way to controlling herself. Nope. Yo-Yo recognized that. But dumbass Daisy's like, oh, it'll be fine. Everything's always fine. Uh, so Yo-Yo took her out. And then everybody's mad at her because, uh, we don't kill people. Yeah. While literally they're having the argument in a hallway next to a hallway full of dead bodies yep. that they made dead. It's like, I know they're cannon fodder, but they are people. They're alive. Yeah. And the only one that had Yo-Yo's back was May. May's like, you'll never get over it. People are always going to look at you differently because of this. Yeah. But you, you, but you have to learn to live with it. Good point. Because May had to actually kill a kid. Yep. She was dangerous and she had killed a bunch of people. And that's sometimes that's the only way to. No, but after like four episodes of lecturing Yo-Yo later, Max, like we may have to kill this guy. But if anybody's killing him, it's me. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Like, it's okay if you do it. Yeah. But what? What's the problem with Yo-Yo doing it? It, I mean, age does not save you. Especially not if you're a psychopathic serial killer. That girl was literally bred to be the leader of Hydra. She was never going to be able to redeem herself. No. She was weird and awkward and murdery well before any of these guys showed up. She was not ever going to be okay. Scheming and conniving the whole time. Yeah, fuck her. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and then even locked her own mom up. Yeah. After pretending to cry and say she loved her, she's fucked. I, I thought she was going to kill her mom right there. Honestly, me too. I thought that was like... Because when they were trying to get her to kill the dog to graduate, she was like, that's stupid. Yeah. But then she called she her gonna, mom her her only weakness. Yeah, I thought she was going to kill her mom right yeah. there. Yeah. That would have been ironic. She refused to kill the dog, but mom, no big deal. <laughs> the ultimate irony, because mom didn't even want her in the first place. Yeah. She's essentially a rape baby. I don't care if there were no penises involved. She was inserted into her against her will. Yeah. And then she had to fucking raise her. Ugh. So Talbot's floating off into space. Mm-hmm. But we don't kill people. We don't kill people. I mean, it was really fucked since Talbot, if they could fix him, is allegedly one of the good guys. Yeah. And he has a family. They know he has a family. That's all right. In a couple of seasons, his son could get some superpowers and then want to take out S.H.I.E.L.D. for killing his daddy. I really doubt it. Kid was off a of dad when dad took off. <laughs> Just, he was enraged. Like, a little boy enraged, but still, little boy enraged grows up. Um, we saved the planet. We broke the, the cycle and saved uh, Robin's mom. Mm, yeah. So Robin gets to get raised by her, her... Ironically, that actress is the one that played the, uh, de- the detective on uh, Criminal Minds who got... Murdered pretty brutally. Okay. So she got saved in this one. It's nice. <laughs> um, so Robin gets to grow up with her, her mommy, which means May doesn't raise her, which... Which is kind of sad, but kind of not at the same time. Yeah. Um, 
Phil goes to Tahiti for his last it's a magical place. Days or weeks of life. Yeah. I don't like that. They they're killing him off screen. Yeah. And Which for me is never an actual death. Yeah, that's not actual. Like somebody'll find a way to bring him back anyway. You know Fitz is going to have a really hard time with that and he's going to want to try to fix it. Yeah, Fitz right now is we we have a Schrodinger's Fitz. Because he's dead, but he's also alive somewhere in space. Uh, that does That's not really Schrodinger. We know he's alive in space somewhere, and we know he's dead. And, and that's not how it works. No, I don't give a shit. Schrodinger spits. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And no snap. No snap. I've never been so disappointed. I told you more people needed to die. <laughs> All right. So you got a little sneak peek. But what do you want from season six? What do I want? Or what do I think they're going to do? Either or. Who cares? Well, we no know rules. they're going to go looking for fits. Yeah. And honestly... What I think they're going to do is some kind of version of Star Trek that's disappointing. Okay. Um, I'm actually, I mean, I love Star Trek, but I'm not a big fan of spacey things. It's not going to be fun for me. Okay. They've just conveniently turned the Zephyr into a spaceship, and now they're going to go all over the universe looking for this guy. And they have absolutely no way of knowing um, where they're at or what they're doing. Yeah, I want um, I want them to find Fitz quickly. Okay, but they what they did show us was that the ship that Fitz is on gets split in half by some weird weapon. Yeah. So there are there are thirteen episodes next season. Oh, damn. So I give them three episodes to find Fitz and bring him home. And then um, I want to find out that Deke didn't actually disappear when they changed the future. Yeah. Did, didn't that bother you? And they, Deke isn't there and nobody mentions it. Yeah. And then. Like she doesn't even mourn the fact that now she's not going to get a grandson. Because the rules that they were making about time travel are are thrown out the window. They don't know how time travel works. So. Well, they thought they knew. Give me Deke back. And. And May needs to take over S.H.I.E.L.D. That's what I want from next season. It's only 13 well, episodes. What I want from next season is for them to find Fitz. In the first episode, go back and get May. Um, and then um, now they can work on saving Coulson, or um, or something to that effect. Because this show's gonna suck ass without Coulson. Yeah, and we need a good we need a good bad guy group. Well, I don't want another big bad. I want them to go back to individual episodes. Yeah. 
Okay. They need to go back to individual episodes for a while. Rebuilding Shield is is also a good a good plan. Yeah, they can rebuild Shield. Um, without running around all over the place, they can be on Earth and go back to the bunker. I need more Coning Brothers. Yeah. Um, but they but but they need to rebuild the goddamn organization, or get Nick Fury to show up and be like, "Hey guys, while you were gone for months, uh, here's the new organization." Okay, my love. What was the best part of the season? Um, you know, uh, the the relationships. It was Coulson and May and and Fitz and Simmons. They had, you know, all these tender moments and, um, and then Fitz going nuts. That was super good. That was one of my favorite oh, parts. Yeah. Even though it breaks my heart that Fitz is that fundamentally changed, but at the same time, somebody has to be able to make the tough decisions. I just don't like the way he did it. But also, I hate Daisy, so it doesn't bother me that much that it was Daisy he did that to. If he'd done it to Simmons, we'd be having a different conversation. Oh, yeah. But I don't like Daisy, so poker, it's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, how much how much shit have they forgiven her for? Right. She'll get over it. Right. Plus, she doesn't have to get over it because the this fitzicle... isn't the one that did it. The fitzicle that they pull out of the icebox is not the... the one that did it. No, but they can argue that. They can have a big old argument about that uh, when he comes back. Also, that's not the fits that Gemma married. <gasps> oh, shit. She's going to have to marry him again. Yeah, him being able to come back like that is all fucked up. I do not. I don't enjoy that. He didn't propose to her. She didn't propose to him, and they didn't get married. No. Because that all happened in the other timeline that they've decided now isn't going to happen, even though it has to happen in order for it to have happened. It has to happen in order for it to not have happened. Exactly. That's the problem. And for, forget fucking tenses in this conversation. <laughs> um, but what do you think the worst part was? Besides what we've already talked about. No, no, no. That the decision to give me three stories. Yeah, it was a little bit dense. There was the time travel story. There was the fear dimension story. And there was the graviton story. And while they were all tied together with the breaking of the planet, it still felt like they were packing just a little too much in. Yeah. Which... If you've got a 22-episode season, it should not feel like you're packing more well, into they it spent, than it can hold. They spent a lot of time dealing with the future stuff. Yeah. Way more than they should have. It well, was good, though. It was if, good. If they had made that the whole season, it would have been fine. I feel like they wrote themselves into a little bit of a corner and they had to figure out how to get out yeah. of it. That's what it felt like at the end. They made me care too much about characters in the future, like uh, Flint. Yeah. Right? When we didn't need to care about him. I don't need to care about him because he no longer exists. Yep. 
Oh yeah, because even if he does get born again, um, he'll be a completely different person. Probably will not ever be exposed to terogenic mess. No. Yeah. No, I just. No, I I don't like the way they did the time travely stuff. Yeah. They didn't need. They didn't need to have. Um, that blue asshole be the big bad. They didn't even really need to deal with him at all. They and could have flown under the radar the whole time they were in the future. And that could have been like two or three episodes as opposed to most of the season. And based on the fact that nobody actually fucking learned anything in the future. Yeah. Going to the future gained them nothing. Yeah. Except that we got to like Deke, who they took away with from us without even showing us they took him away from us. Yeah, that's a problem. They just winked him out of existence but yeah. didn't show it, and nobody mourned it. I mean, a lot of them didn't like him. Fitz said, well, they, they would have liked him as soon as they, like, the more people found out he was Fitzsimmons' grandkid, yeah. they would have loved him. Well, except for the fact that, I mean, Daisy found out, and uh, that didn't really endear her I just, to him. Yeah. I, I didn't like how Fitz decided if we do our job right, you'll just disappear. Well, that was all, awful. It's a fucked up thing to say to somebody, especially mm-hmm. your grandkid. Not only that, but as a scientist, how it, it at what point did he think it was okay just to decide what the rules were without uh, without seeing any evidence? This is this not a scientific way to come up with a hypothesis. No. You don't just randomly say some shit that might be true and then go about proving it. You observe things and then draw a conclusion from that. Well, I observe uh-huh. that we have watched 20 seasons of TV Holy for this show. Shit. So many hours of my life. This is why I needed my phone. And now we have to draw a conclusion yes, of Jim. where to put it on the list. It's called a segue. <laughs> Well, I think it goes fairly high up there, but um, where is better or worse than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1? Better in all instances except for its interaction with the movie. I actually think this is better than the last season. Okay. The Gifted, which... Which one was that? Because we watched two that were unknown to me. That's the one with Magneto's daughter, and they're hiding from Sentinel Services, and the Von Strucker kids oh. touch each other and get more powerful. Wait, what's the name of the kid in Hydra? Von Strucker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the Strucker slash Von Struckers have been used in like three different ways already. Mm. Well, these guys are just Struckers because they, yeah, they got rid of the Vaughn. They got rid of the Vaughn. Okay. Um, I don't know that it's fair to put the season five up against the season one because we've been with these people. Okay. We're more attached to them. So it feels wrong to be... 
doing it this way because I the gifted was fine, but it really what I like about the gifted was it deals with the subject matter that I want to hear about. Yeah. I just don't know that the storyline beats time travel and the world being split in half. Because that's much more epic. I don't know. Do you want to put season five at the top? I I kind of do, but I think it it's also a little unfair. I, I mean, Gifted... Gifted was a really good show, and we were very mad at it, and it had lots of touching moments. Um, but also, it was not good all the time. Yeah. I, I want to put it at the top. I really but, do. Um, because if it was just mediocre, then we wouldn't be yelling about any of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's okay. We have a new number one season. I have to say I'm kind of surprised that Shield is the one that I'm really digging. Um, I mean, there are some very compelling characters. Yeah. And we have spent a lot of time with them. Yeah, it's but it also has the character I hate the most on it. Sure. I hate Daisy. Um, She's a little bit like Harry Potter, wherein... She's vaguely useful, but doesn't know anything. And she sucks at decision making. It's like <laughs> she's accidentally successful at things. And she also lets her emotions get in the way of logical decision making. And that just infuriates me. We've spent 82 and a half hours with these characters. It's a lot. Roughly. It's way too many to spend with Daisy. <laughs> And Quake and Quiver and whatever else her Kremers. fucking names are. <laughs> All right. Well, next week's TV show isn't going to be fighting very hard to beat this week. What are we watching next week? Or should I say starting to watch today? Because I do not want to end up having to pile up all in one day. Because I have two different doctor's appointments tomorrow. Yeah. It's only 11 episodes. Okay. Season two of Legion. Oh, which one was Legion? Psychedelic 80s-ish. Oh, fuck me. Yes. The one I really, really want to like, but can't. Well, they started with psychedelic bullshit. Yeah. They... They have an opportunity to redeem themselves, the sh- and I fully expect them to actually try. The Shadow King is a great villain. And if you remember, they ended the season really weird where these globes came and abducted yeah. uh, David and whatever his girlfriend's name was. Oh, I thought they only took David. I thought they took both of them. Wasn't It might have just been David. I think one of them was on the deck watching the thing go away. Oh, okay. I don't know why I remember that, of all the things I forget, but sure. <laughs> um, They have the opportunity to redeem themselves, and obviously I'm going to give it a chance. Yeah. I want to like these things. I don't want to sit and grumble the whole time and be upset. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll give it a shot. Uh, try it if you dare. <laughs> the first season is hard to get through for me. Yeah. 
Especially mm-hmm. since we already tried to watch it once and gave up, so we had to watch some of those episodes twice. Yeah. Mm. I'm this. I'm not recommending this one yet. Not unless they redeem themselves. No. Now Shield. Watch the heck out of Shield, but you got to watch the kids' ages though. Yeah. If they've got delicate temperaments, yeah. the because the emotional stuff is upsetting. It is. It's not necessarily the violence. It's the the. Um, the emotional impact of some of it is surprisingly heavy. Especially for a comic book. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll let you know what we think. Next week. On Marvel Movie Night.